like to do things the way that God wants them done. Because there is just absolutely no better way. Praise God. I have, re- I have asked your pastor to put together uh, a list of the names of uh, all of you. I don't know all of you. My, my sister Dee Dee, I didn't know what to call you. It's always, hey you, hey you. Sometimes people mess up my name and I say, hey, I don't care what you call me, just so long as it's not late for dinner. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, Brother, uh, Brother Noah, would you give one of these to everyone now what i what i'm going to do with this and what i want you to do with this i can't require you to do it but i'm asking you to do it is i want you to take this to your place of prayer wherever it is that you pray in your house i have my place and um, uh, like i said sunday i have my kleenex and i have my robe to pull over my shoulders to stay warm cool mornings getting a little warmer now i'm not going to need that much longer but uh this will be there and eventually i will memorize all of these names and i will be able to call you by name in the presence of the lord amen i really believe and because we're not talking about prayer tonight so just this little bit but i really believe that prayer needs to be specific amen Praise God. Now you know that I'm praying for you in a specific manner, okay? And so if you have a need, we want to know what that need is. We want to be able to take your name and your need to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Amen. And God is going to hear us. God always hears the prayers of his children. Amen? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Uh, I hope you understood what I said. Take this to your place of prayer. And use it as a guide to pray for those that are attending this assembly. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. I am just uh, absolutely ecstatic with what God did for us Sunday. Like I told some of them, they came and said, oh, but the Walmart is so good today. I said, well, thank God. I said, just, just remember that I consider myself as one of the tools in God's toolbox. I'm one of the tools in God's toolbox. Amen. And I always want to be on the top side. I don't want to be one of those rusty tools down on the bottom of the toolbox. <laughs> Amen. So anything that, anything that uh, happens... Uh, God can use me, of course, to expound the word to you, and you believe, and then it's God that does the work. Amen? Amen. Through me to you, but it's all about God. It's what he does. Amen? And however he uses me, I give him the praise and the glory and the honor for it all. Amen. I have been amazed as we began teaching Sunday regarding prayer uh, I think this was God. I, I'm confident it was God yeah. that we started teaching first of all about the 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 what's the word attributes of God. Whoa, that's called a senior moment. <laughs> the attributes of God. 
And, and, uh, and then, then we begin to talk about prayers Sunday morning. And I begin to think about that. Man, that just, that just it ties together. Because if you don't know the one to whom you are sending your prayers, your faith is just not going to be strong. But if you know who he is and what he can do and what power he has, and that's what we're studying about, your prayers will become much more effective because they will be made with faith. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We studied, first of all, number one was God is infinite. I do not have a sheet to give you tonight. What, what, what did I, what have I given you already? No, not that one, sister, not that one. We're, we're talking about the... Six through nine, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know where I was, and so I didn't print anything out. But I will give a complete set to all of you uh, before, uh, probably by Sunday, okay? Because I want you to have this. I want you to be able to review this. I tell you what, the devil will endeavor with all of his power to sow doubt in your mind. He'll do it. You know how I know that? Because he does it to me. Say, preacher, come on. And you've been in this a long time. Doesn't make any difference. The devil would still like to trip me up. Yeah. He would still like to sow doubt in my mind. But I know when he's trying that and I can rebuke him in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. But I, I can uh, remember and recall exactly who God is and what his great attributes are. We study, first of all, God is infinite. Of what other words, he is self-existing without origin. God is immutable. He never changes. Aren't you glad about that? Aren't you glad? God doesn't change. God doesn't change. He's not going to have a different set of rules tomorrow than what he has today, no. <laughs> and then God is totally self-sufficient. God has no needs. Matter of fact, he is the source of everything we need. Right. And he'll never run out. Right. It's an unending supply. And then number four, we studied that he is omnipotent. What does omnipotent mean? Do you remember that? Huh? All powerful. All powerful. God stood on the brink of eternity and said, let there be light, and there was light. Okay? And you know what? He didn't create the sun until two, three days later. <laughs> That's how powerful my God is. He didn't need that orange ball up there in the sky to have light. He just created light. Why? Because he is light. Amen? Praise God. And then we studied that God is omniscient. All right. This part of the word there, okay, that means he knows. If you've got any, any, or in Spanish, uh, I know Portuguese, 
siente. All right? I know. All right? And God knows everything. Omni means everything. All right? All powerful. He knows everything. Omniscient. All right? And uh, of course, part of that word, we get our word science and all of that. Okay? And then we also discovered that God is omnipresent. All right? Uh, it was such a blessing to me personally as I spent so many years in Brazil to know that God is omnipresent, okay? Exactly, bro, exactly. It just bleeds through. All right? So, God is omnipotent. He has all power. He is omniscient. That means he knows everything. All right? And he is omnipresent. So when I was in Brazil, uh, eight, 10,000 miles from my family, I could pray for them and know that even as I prayed, God was there with them. He doesn't have to travel. He's just there. All right? Okay? <laughs> you know, we, 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 we tend to uh, regulate everything according to ourselves and who we are. Yeah. And I'm going to say it again, and I, I'm so tired of hearing this, but to call God, you cannot call God a person. God is not a person. All right? A person is a human form. God is a being. He is a spiritual being. God is spirit. John 4, 24. Okay? God is spirit. Not a spirit, but God is spirit. Amen? And therefore, he is not restricted as we are. All right. Number seven, we studied that God is wise. He is absolutely full. He is totally perfect, unchanging in wisdom. He doesn't have to go to UOP to get an education. All right. He's the only one that we can say that he knows it all. Praise God. Hallelujah. We must tap into his wisdom. Amen. Bible said to many men, like wisdom, then ask of God. I've been in some situations various times. Sunshine, I needed some wisdom. And I know where to go because God is the epitome of wisdom. Amen. Praise God. He has it. We may not hear it. In an audible voice, we may not see a little thunder and lightning today. Uh, God, did, God wasn't speaking. That was just nature. <laughs> All right? And uh, uh, we, we recall the story of Elijah. He went down there to the way down there, into what we would call today uh, Saudi Arabia, way down there in the desert. There he was. And an earthquake came, and the Bible says that God wasn't in the earthquake. And thunder and lightning rolled, but God wasn't there. 
and a huge wind came on him. Maybe probably had a big sandstorm. That's why he was in the cleft of the rock. All right? But God wasn't in the wind. But when all of those things calmed down, he heard a still, small voice. And when he heard that, he knew that was God. It seems like everything is falling apart in our lives. But if we can just hear that small voice of the Lord. That is right. Amen. We can be totally cognizant of the fact that it is Him. We know it. Amen. We know it. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Then we study God is good. And we just hear a lot of people say, maybe you say it too, God is good all the time. And you know, it's important for you to understand that. Because God is not just around waiting for you to commit some sin or some error so he can slap you upside your ear. All right? God's good. God's good. He's filled with love and compassion and forgiveness. And if you can think of any good thing, that's God. Hallelujah. And if we can allow His Spirit to come into us and dwell in us in its fullness, we too can be good. That's kind of a puzzling thought, isn't it? But we too can be good. Not by any merit of our own, but by the power of God's Spirit that dwells within us. Amen? Amen. Praise God. All right, number 10. And, uh, listen, do me a favor. Sit right over here and uh, please and uh, erase all that right now. They've got that well recorded. Uh, we're going to write some more things here. How's your handwriting? Better than mine? <laughs> Probably spell better. Huh? So you probably spell better. <laughs> <laughs> well, your handwriting doesn't have to be very good to be better than mine. I tell people all the time that once it gets cold, not even I can read it. But uh, anyway, number ten, God is just. This, this, this is so tremendous, and and I I want to hurry on tonight because I do want to get through all of this. I don't want to bore you with just a lot of stuff. But God is just. He is infinitely, unchangeably right. He's right. Amen. He's always right. Yeah. And if you can hear from him, he will tell you what's right. And if you don't do what he tells you to do, he's still right and you're wrong. <laughs> All right? He's just. You know, I must confess. I, I, I'm going to have to confess. My mental weakness, okay? You know, I, I, I confess that for years, I rolled on and I didn't really understand, understand the word justification. I didn't understand it. Now, 
Brother Camarena, you're probably smarter than I am, so you probably understood that word a long time ago, but I just didn't understand it. <laughs> what I understood it is after we had gone to Brazil, and <clears throat> they talked about the kids that would miss class, maybe two or three days of class in school. And they would have to take a note home from mom or dad that would justify their absence. Hello, I understand this now, okay? Now here's the beauty of that. So little Johnny's out there on the playground. He's in the third grade. He's able to express himself quite well. And his colleagues in class say, hey, man, skipping school, huh? What did you do, go fishing? No, I was sick. Oh, come on, you wasn't sick. Yes, I was sick. And they just keep ragging on him. Finally he says, tell you what, you go to the principal's office and you get the note that my mom sent, my absence from school was justified. Okay, now let me apply that, okay? Let me apply that. So, the Bible tells us that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Has he ever accused you? <laughs> He's accused me. I think we've all been there. All right? But thank God we know. Would you say that with me? We know. Hey, that sounded good. I really believe that you know. We know that we have been justified by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil can come all he wants to, Brother Josh, and accuse us of whatever he wants to accuse us of. But if we have asked forgiveness for all of our sins and trespasses, we can say, devil, pack it up and get out of here. I have been justified by someone far greater than you. Praise God. Praise God. I've been justified. Amen. You don't have anything to accuse me of. Anything that I did has been forgiven. Amen. I'm no longer the person that I was. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, when I really understood the word justification, I mean, wow. That really put me uh, in a powerful position against the enemy of my soul. Amen. I didn't have to take any, <coughs> any slack off him anymore. All right? Because I knew who I was. A child of God. Justified by him. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And we find that in the word of the Lord. Amen? Amen. And... Uh, <clears throat> He's just. He's just absolutely just. Now when we think about justice, I just want to bring this in. All right? Let me ask you a question. (laughs) Sister Claudia, would you believe that God was just? If he allows all of these sinner people to get into heaven along with us, you know, would you think God was just? Here we deny ourselves all of these pleasures in this life. Okay, 
System money, I'm sorry, I got the wrong name. <laughs> Just bear with me, I'll get it all straightened up one of these days. System money, okay? Wouldn't God be just if he lets murderers and adulterers and bank robbers and everything into heaven along with us? That wouldn't be just, would it? That we denied ourselves all of these pleasures in life, we get to heaven and... <laughs> What's this? Are, are you understanding me? That would not be justice. Would it fall? Absolutely not. Okay. We are justified by faith. The faith that we have in our hearts that we would be justified caused us to repent of our sins. And when we did that, we were forgiven, and in God's eyes, we were justified. And the blood of Jesus Christ, 1 John 1, 9 tells us, purifies us, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Nothing left of that old life. All gone. Justified. Amen? So we ask ourselves a question. Will God be just in sending sinners to hell? Absolutely. It would be unjust for him not to do that. So we can't say that because God is going to do that, that he is unjust. Amen? You got a question? I don't see any question marks on your face. All right, God is just. Now, <clears throat> it seems difficult to reconcile all that I've just said with number 11 that tells us that God is merciful. Yeah. Now, some people carry this mercy business to the, the utmost extreme. Oh, God is merciful. He'd never send anybody to hell. He doesn't send anybody to hell. <laughs> yeah. What? Would you quit trying to teach my Bible study? I was going to get there. <laughs> I know that. I know that. All right. People send themselves there. And my wife is totally right, okay? He just took the words just right out of my mouth. <laughs> okay? My wife, my wife has some, sometimes some facial expressions. If I don't say it right, I'll get an expression. <laughs> and we were in a certain church attending... And the pastor didn't know her real well. <laughs> and he'd say something that just was not quite right. And without even thinking about it, she'd just do that expression. What's wrong, Sister Walmer? <laughs> and uh, she was embarrassed by that, but that's just who she is. <laughs> and I've been... Huh? <laughs> 
Not a problem, not a problem. Keeps me on a straight and narrow. But it, it would seem to be wrong to say that God is just and that he will allow, Sister Walmer, people to condemn themselves to a devil's hell. All right? And yet we're going to say that he's merciful. And he is merciful. And this is one of his attributes. He is full of mercy. Okay? Romans chapter 9, verses 15 to 16. And uh, didn't give Sister Gina cheat sheet tonight, so she may have a little difficult. Romans 9, 15 to 16. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it does not depend on man who wills or the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. All right? God is merciful. And he... Sometimes I wonder how he has so much mercy. I mean, I think about some of these people that are in government. I mean, they are so anti-God. They are so morally corrupt. They, they are such despicable people in my way of defining things. God, why don't you just zap them out of here? Well, he doesn't because he's merciful. He gives everybody every opportunity possible. And everybody needs to thank God that I'm not God. Because I would not have the patience and the mercy that he has. Alright? He's merciful. Praise God. And he will have mercy on anyone who uh, has a heart turned toward him. You may do wrong. You may commit a pretty gross error. And when you come to yourself, why did I do that? I can remember being so uh, confident that God, something would go wrong in my life. that, That God was punishing me because something wrong that I did. I battled with that. But I now understand that God is merciful. Now that doesn't mean that I can let that error continue to happen and to be unrepentant about the error that I've committed. But God is merciful. He's not going to slap me upside the ear the minute I did something wrong. All right? So we, we survive spiritually. We survive as Christians because God is Merciful. All right? And and I want us to remember that. Psalm 145.8 says, The Lord is gracious, gracious and merciful. Oh my God, help me on this next one. Slow to anger. And great in loving kindness. All right. Okay. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and great in loving kindness. If you read the Old Testament and you you, you see the, the, the way that God's people Israel went, 
and how they failed God time after time after time after time. And God sent prophets and said, you get it together, get your act straightened up, do what's right. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to let you go into captivity. And they didn't, and he did. And they spent 70 years as slaves in another country. Okay? Because of their unrepentant transgressions against the Lord. God was merciful to them. All right? He didn't kill them all at one time. All right? Praise God. When we read the story of Noah in the book of Genesis chapter 6, 7, 8, all right, we see there the mercy of God. One family only out of all the inhabitants of the earth served God and were pure and holy in their living. All right? God was merciful to them. Now, they had to build their own ark. Took them 120 years. Not guaranteed whether Josh, they sweat their t-shirt more, more times than one. <laughs> getting all those trees cut down and putting them out to dry and getting them all ready to be able to make into boards and make the ark. All right? But God was merciful to them. Be- Yeah. So true. So true. All right. He took him 120 years, and the Bible says that he was a preacher of righteousness. Can you imagine how much fun they made of him? Rain, Noah? Rain? Huh? What's that? It's water that falls out of the sky. Huh? That's never happened. But he kept preaching. 120 years, made fun of him, mocked him. But he had a word from the Lord. And God would have been merciful, as Sister Walmer said, would have been merciful to any of those others if they had only repented of their sins and got on board the ark. Amen? That's where mercy comes in. Praise God. God is merciful. All right, now we're going to talk about God is gracious. In other words, God is infinitely inclined to spare the guilty. Boy, I'm glad he is, aren't you? Because the Bible says what? Bible says Romans 3.23, huh? All have sinned. Not just some, all have sinned. And come sort of the glory of God. That's all of us. We've all sinned. We've all done what's wrong. We've all displeased God with the way we lived and the way we talked and the way we thought. All right? But God was gracious. Now, as some people take God's mercy to extremes, they're also endeavoring in many so-called churches, <coughs> religious organizations, take God's grace Beyond where it ever meant to be. All right? What does the grace of God do? The grace of God leads us to repentance. Right. All right? Right. Oh, God's, God's gracious. 
Doesn't matter what I do, you're going to save me. I'm not going to the pit. What you think, or what they think. All right? God is gracious, and His grace is abundant. All right? It's there for anyone to take advantage of. But that does not mean that you can live however you want to live. Years ago, my sister gave me a book. What's the title of that book, Sister Linda? No, 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 no. It was a, it was a hardback book, Grace. So what was this called, Grace? Uh, I didn't read it because I knew where she was coming from because she had literally backslidden from truth. Uh, she would be very unhappy if she could hear me say that. Uh, true nonetheless, huh? What was the Grace. Yeah, just Grace. That's all the title was. And, and I, I knew where it was going. I knew where it was going, you know. It's just like grace is all-inclusive. No, it's not. Grace is there for anyone to take advantage of. God's grace is extended to all men. All right? All right. Now, in, in reality, there are two different types of grace. All right? Bible says the grace of God appears to all men. All right? We saw some of God's grace today. We did, yeah. It rained. The Bible says the rain falls on who? Just the just? And the unjust. We had sun today. It's shown on the just and the unjust. All right? Now that's that generalized grace. That is not saving grace. And that's different. All right? Saving grace has appeared to you. And you have embraced that saving grace. Yes, I want this grace of God in my life. I want to be free from my sins. You see, you see, what we've got to understand is that, that, that we're going to be saved from our sins. Not saved in our sins. All right? Lot and his wife and their two daughters would be saved if they got out of the city. All right? Israel was saved because God took them out of Egypt, which is a type of the world in Scripture. All right? And the scripture also says to us over in the Corinthians, I can't give you the exact reference right now. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. What does that mean? That means that we've got to be a separate people unto God. We live a different life. We don't use their filthy language. Right? We don't live like they live. We don't use drugs and we don't drink and we don't smoke. And and all of those things. Because we want to be a separate people. 
We do not want to contaminate our bodies with those things that corrupt our body and bring not only physical problems to us, but spiritual problems as well. And scriptures talk about those that, that preach freedom to others and they themselves are prisoners of sin. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Come on from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord. We've got to be a distinct people, a people that looks different, people that dresses different, that talks different, that just is different. And we need to get to the place where we can um, uh, deal with all of the criticism that may come our way because of our lifestyle. But that's what God requires of us. And if we want to be saved, then we are going to do what God requires. That's all there is to it. All right? All right. So God is gracious. God is gracious. But grace is not something that's going to cover everything. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Beautiful, beautiful two verses of Scripture. And it talks about the fact that God is love. Now, I want to clarify this for you tonight in case you don't understand it. Okay? God is love. Sister Shannon, I believe that guy sitting beside you loves you. All right? I do. Thank you. <laughs> Did you like that public declaration, just Shannon? I know you did. Yes, absolutely. All right. Until eight years ago, I changed my Okay. That is a declaration of what you feel. Okay. And it's nice to be told that you're loved. All right. Don't forget to tell her that every day, okay? Okay? Your little family teaching in the middle of this whole thing here, okay? God just doesn't say, I love you. God is love. It's what God is. It is God's component. All right? My car, your car, it's made out of steel and aluminum and plastic and who knows what all else, huh? All right? Probably some copper and I don't know what all else is in cars, all right? Not my business to know, all right? But you can say my car is steel or plastic or whatever, all right? That's what it's made of. God is love. That's what he is. Now, we have already studied various other attributes of God, all right? Among them is the fact that he doesn't change. Wow, is that ever good? I went to the Verizon store on Trinity Parkway in Stockton oh, been two or three years ago, and I had a little problem with my iPhone and wanted to get it resolved, and they helped me. And just so happened that day I was the only one in there. I had three girls working in there, and I don't know, we just, I just kind of, kind of guy, I just got to talking with them. And, I mentioned the fact that at that time we'd been married about 54, 55 years, something like that. And we talked about that and 
boy, they had some real bad opinions about guys. They had some bad opinions. I guess they had been hurt by guys, you know. So I finally, you know, I'm done and they're done and I start walking out. I got to the door. I was just reaching for the door. And one of those girls said, how do you do it? Because our world is filled with so much divorce, right? I mean, divorce is so common. And it's unfortunate that a vast majority of the children in our nation are being raised in single-parent homes. It's not normal. It's not right. It doesn't make for healthy children, all right? How do you do it? So I turned around, walked back to the counter in the back of the store, and I said, you don't walk out every time things start going bad. Every time something is not to your liking, you don't walk out. You don't say, I'm out of here. Okay? You stay. You work it through. You resolve it. All right? And that's the way that we've made it. This year in June, it will be 58 years. Thank God. I, I can't believe it. it. It's just unreal that I've been married that long, Brother Cameron. It's just unreal. All right? And there are not many people around that have been married that long. It's kind of rare. I mean, get to 60. If we get to 60, we are going to have to throw one more party. <laughs> All right? Would I have that right, Brother Josh? <laughs> All right. I better be invited. You will. You will. <laughs> okay. God does not throw in the towel with us just because we fail. He loves us with an undying love. With an unchanging love. No, it's not why well, I love you today. I don't know. I'm going to have to take a, I'm going to think a little bit about tomorrow. <laughs> you can rest assured that God is going to love you tomorrow with the same intensity that he loves you today. And when we think about what we want or what we need from God, in terms of a, of a spiritual experience, we must understand that God loves us and he wants to give to us those things that we have need of. We need forgiveness. He loves us. He forgives us. We need to be filled with his Holy Spirit. He loves us. It will be his greatest desire and his greatest privilege to Fill us with his spirit. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So we serve a loving God who loves us intensely. <coughs> I, 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 please, I, I want you to understand me. I, I, when I talk about my own personal life and my walk with God and whatever. I, I'm never, I never boast. I just don't boast. I will just share with you the reality of it. But I am so glad that when I go to my place of prayer in the morning early, 
that when I get to that place, and even as I begin to bend my knees and to approach God, I'm, He's already there. He's waiting for me. And I feel, Sister Gina, His embrace of love and it overwhelms me and I begin to cry and weep in the presence of God because I know that he loves me. He was waiting for me to arrive. He would have been disappointed if I had not arrived. Because he loves me. Many have been the times when I have prayed for an hour or two driving down a highway somewhere. Feeling the great presence of God. When I got in my car, I knew that I was going to pray. And you already know that I cry a lot. So I would just take out my handkerchief and put it up on the dash of the car. I knew I was going to need it to dry my eyes so I could see the road, which is kind of important. (laughs) And just pray. 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 And feel the presence, the loving presence of my almighty God. In that pickup cab with me as I drove down the highway. He was there with me because he loves me. He doesn't love me because I'm a preacher. He doesn't love me because I'm going to go do some work for him. He loves me just because I'm a human being. Just because I was born. Maybe his love became just a little bit more intense when... I decided that I was really going to be his child and repented of my sins and turned my life over to him completely. But no one is absent from the love of God. God is with you. Amen. Amen. And he loves you. Praise God. We have two left. Be very quick here. Number 14, God is holy. God is holy. Scripture that was that's here in our study tonight is Revelation 4, 8. And it just very simply says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. But I have even a better witness than this, and this is from the book of Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah went to the temple to pray. It was a time of crisis. In the nation of Israel. The king had died. They didn't have a new king yet. Isaiah was concerned about this fact. And the king that had died had been a good king. And I'm sure that Isaiah was worried about whether or not they would have another good king. But when he went into that temple to pray. Praise God. The presence of God met him there. And the Bible says that the place was filled with God's glory in such a way that it was like there was smoke in the house. There were some cherubims that appeared. And their words were, Holy, holy, holy. Wow. Why do you say that's a better witness? Because they came from God's dwelling place in the heavens. They know who he is. They know who he was. And they were able to say, holy, 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 holy. 
Isaiah became very, very concerned about that because here he was in the presence of the Lord and he, he thought he was seeing God and he said, Woe is me for I am an unholy man, a man of unclean lips. And I have seen the Lord of glory. And one of the angels went to the altar of sacrifice, the brazen altar of sacrifice, and took from there a live coal and laid it on his lips with the tongs and said, Thy sin is purged. Oh, hallelujah. And so a holy man could then stand in the presence of a holy God. I want to tell you tonight, my friends, my brothers and sisters, God wants us to be holy. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew 5, 48, it said, Therefore you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Oh, God. I remember at this moment, a black pastor was at our general conference in Atlantic City, New Jersey, 1968. He came there. His church had just been burned down. Act of arson by people that didn't want a black church in their community. Apostolic, one God, baptized in Jesus' name, man of God. As he stood in these ashes of his former church building, he confessed his weakness did. God, I want to shoot him. Not dead, but just shoot him in the leg, okay, God? <laughs> and in that moment of honest confession before God, he wrote a song. And it just simply said, I've got a long ways to go to be like my Lord. That congregation of several thousand people was moved, deeply moved, because every one of us was looking into his own heart and realizing that we have a long ways to go to be like our Lord. But if we will pray, and if we will read God's Word, and we will be faithful in assembling ourselves together with the people of God, hallelujah, here to worship together, here to pray together, and here to receive the, 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 the prayers of God's people and to receive the laying on of hands for healing or the receiving of the Holy Ghost or whatever it is we need. Hallelujah. We can grow in perfection. Hallelujah. And we can become more and more and more holy. Hallelujah. You can be holy in your place of work. You can be holy in your home. You can be holy everywhere. Hallelujah. Because a holy God lives within you. What do we call this spirit that comes to live in us? We call it the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, it's holy and it's powerful and it's able to make us holy. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I was sitting and studying this afternoon a verse of scripture came to me and the Book of Romans chapter 13. Um, can you get that for us quick, Sister Gina? Uh, Roman, Romans 13. Uh, 13. Sorry. <coughs> Romans 
Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering, which is talking about illicit sexual relationships, and wantonness, not in strife and ending. 14. Put, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put him on like you put on a jacket. Put him on like you put on a coat. Hallelujah. Clothe yourself with what? With Christ. And make not provision. In other words, don't give the flesh any excuse at all to commit those things that you used to commit. Provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Hallelujah. God has provided for us. And I do not stand before you tonight teaching this lesson as the epitome of a good example because I know my failures, I know my faults, I know my weaknesses. And as David said with regard to his sin in Psalm 51, he said, my sin is always before me. Okay? But I do understand that God has made provision for me to be holy. If I want to be holy. I can be holy. Praise God. Praise God. Number 15. And I'm closing. God is glorious. He is infinitely beautiful. And great. Habakkuk 3.4 says his radiance is like the sunlight. He has rays flashing from his hands, and there is no hiding of his power. Praise God. And many, many different people have written about the glory of the Lord because they have seen it. Amen. Isaiah 43, 7 says that man was created by God for his glory. Not only is God glorious, but we are to worship and magnify His glory by the lives we live, by the words we speak. Hallelujah. We are to bring glory to the Lord. Every, even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. And how did he make him? The Bible says back there in the book of Genesis that he created us in his image. Unfortunately, man sinned. He lost his glory. But when we turn our lives over to the Lord Jesus Christ, when we repent of our sins, when we line up our lives with God and his word and his purpose for us, we too can radiate a certain glory. I'll never forget walking down the streets of the capital city where we lived in Brazil, state capital city. A um, gypsy woman came over to me and said, she called me and said, hey, young man, let me let me tell you your, your good luck. I looked at her and I said, I don't need any good luck. Jesus Christ gives me all the luck I need. Son, I thought she was going to tear my meat house down. I mean, she got immediately angry. We started a church in downtown area there. People, we handed out 
hundreds of tracks, gospel tracks, every night, every night. It was, just, it was just hundreds of people that go by there every night. Okay, I forget the number now, but it was hundreds of people go by it because it was a main avenue. And every once in a while, you'd hand, hand track somebody and they go. <laughs> Some kind of glory. Some kind of power was radiating from the person handing out the tract. And they weren't about to take that tract. I want to tell you what, my friend. If you are full of the Holy Ghost, others around you know that there is something different about you. There can be a glory about you. There can be a radiance about you that they will feel. Amen. Uh, I worked, uh, did, did delivery for my, my son, uh, Stephen, when he and his wife had edible arrangements and uh, Mother's Day and Valentine's Day and those special occasions. He said, Dad, come and drive for me and help me do delivery. So I'd go drive for them. We would wound up our day and we had just pulled in. I was in my own personal car and just pulled in and stopped. I was just exhausted. In the car, out of the car, in the car, out of the car, all day long for about 12 hours. And there was a guy in a car right next to mine. And he said, are you a Christian? I said, yeah. (laughs) How did you know that? He said, I felt it. You don't realize, my friend... What great power resides within you. You don't realize what the Holy Ghost does in you. Or could I say wants to do in you. And wants to do in the world around you. If you will just let it out. Because you see we have a promise from the book of John. Um, uh, Jesus talking to the woman at the well. And he said to her. If you knew who it was that was talking to you, you would ask him and he would give you the Holy Ghost and it will be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. I, I, I had never seen an artesian well before in my life until I was probably with my parents many years ago, back in the 50s. Wow. And... Uh, we were going to visit my uncle and we were driving through southern Oregon, desert area. And all of a sudden out there in the middle of this field, there's a six or eight inch pipe coming up out of the ground. And there is water just literally just bubbling out of the top of that pipe. They had drilled and got into an artesian well that had pressure down in the earth and it just bubbled up. I want to tell you, that's how you can be. There can be such a pressure of the Holy Ghost in you that that Holy Ghost is just going to pour out of you and people are going to feel that there is something different about you. Yes. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Amen. They're not going to feel it as, 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 what should I say, as an offensive thing or something to be avoided, but it's going to be something they're going to feel as something that is desirable because you are a desirable person because you have become... Holy because of the Holy Ghost 
that dwells within you. There is going to be a radiance about you and a glow about you. You don't have to run around with your head hanging down like you're some kind of a poor, defeated creature. But you can lift your head up because God has poured His Holy Spirit into your life. Hallelujah. And He is giving you power to live a victorious life in a world that is filled with so much sin and degradation. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. So let's believe, let's believe. And if you have not received this great spirit of God into your life, allow me, please, to encourage you to do everything in your power to develop a real hunger and a real thirst in your soul to be filled with God's glory. Amen? Amen. Praise God. I'll never forget when we were pastoring our second church here stateside. And I had been talking to uh, just a uh, rather large teenage girl. And I was telling her, I kept telling her, service of service, how good God was and how great it was to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And uh, we kind of had a deal going there where the ladies had one room for prayer and the men had another room for prayer. And uh, this particular Sunday night, I could hear that the ladies were having one more prayer meeting. Amen. And God was there. Men got through. And I was standing out in the auditorium. And that young lady came out of that lady's prayer room. And she just gave me the biggest hug I'd ever had in my life from anybody other than my wife. And she said, it's true. Yeah. It's true. It's as good as you said. It's as blessed as you described it to me. Hallelujah. And we all know that. They've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. God's in this place tonight. Yes, He is. God's in this place tonight. Yes, He is. I don't know what you have need of, but whatever you have need of, the God that I serve is here to meet that need. Praise God. He's here to meet that need tonight. You want to come up front and pray? Let's do it. Understand where you are? That's fine. Doesn't matter where you are in this building, God's here. So we stand together. Praise God. Praise God. Yes. Praise God. Sister Raymond, would you come pray with this lady? All right. I'm going to say this just very quickly tonight. That all of you that have the Holy Ghost, you need to come to church prayed up and ready to minister to others. I'm not just speaking on you. I'm just telling everybody, okay? We need to forget ourselves and we need to think about others. This lady needs a real touch of God in her life. Pray for her. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Who else wants to come tonight? You feel that you need prayer to receive the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.